yeah. Good evening, Chicago, and everybody out there in Buddy Guy Radio Land. Hope everybody's having a fabulous, fabulous Friday night. We have a really special guest star on here tonight. She is blowing up the airwaves right now with her brand new album out there, Whole Nother World. We've got a really killer singer out of Buffalo, New York. Let's give a nice, big, warm welcome, everybody, to Patty Parks, all. And, and the crowd is going well. Patty, welcome to Buddy Guy Radio. How you doing, young lady? Oh, Patrick, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. More than I'm classy, I like to strut my stuff. Get what I want, cause it's never enough. Mean and nasty, short-tempered too. I'm to have you um we want to tell everybody about your new record and everything that's going on that and we want to let everybody know where and how to find it and we'll cover all that in a little bit but tell everybody about your brand new album whole nother world well you know what i i gotta tell you that whole nother world album was recorded in baton rouge louisiana okay and uh, i was excited to do that um and i was invited down there by kenny neal to record down there and I was pretty excited for me it was a whole different experience that I've ever had before so that's why we came up with that title you know I'm from New York like you mentioned Western New York and I'm kind of used to 
you know, a certain environment, and so you become a certain type of person right over time where you have the same kind of vocals going on, but when I was asked to step out of my shell, that's when a whole other world took place.
just about bedtime Shout out to our brother and friend, Kenny, out there for doing his thing. We, we all love Kenny Neal here on Buddy Guy Radio. So um, so I'm going to ask you a couple questions here, and let's get into it. Um, when was the magic moment, Patty, that you realized you were good enough to make records? Well, I'm going to tell you, I think it took a while. And I would say probably, and probably when I had my first recording with my first album, when I actually heard it completely mastered. Okay. I was still questioning myself before then. I wasn't really sure. But then when it was completely mastered and I heard it, I just wanted to jump into the next project. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, keep on improving and doing better and better. But I think that was the first time that I really recognized that, yes, I was noted to be a really good performer, a really great okay. performer. Okay. There's a whole different ball, you know, it's a whole different ball game when you're recording. Some for you. Children in the park playing with the stick ball. Fellas on the corner throwing dice against the wall. Snake eyes, box cars, they're born to lose. Baby can't forget about that new pair of shoes. So come on, let's ride uptown east side. Hey ladies, I got some for you too. I saw your number written on the wall behind the door of the bathroom stall. Sound like you wanna have yourself a ball. It said, hey baby, for a good time call. Come on, let's ride uptown east side. All aboard now Shake it Yeah, just like that to pay your rent got the fellas wondering where the money all went crowding around the club with all the other gents look at them now 
then you tell everybody out here you, you went on to do um, some blues challenges and uh, did quite well at that. Yeah, you know, there was a long period in my life um, that I was actually without music. And um, once I did start back in and someone gave me the idea, I wasn't really singing blues before that. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what, I hear a lot of soul in your voice. You're a great storyteller. I think you should start with the blues. And, I, and after that, I fell in love with the genre. Um, and I started to, you know, do a lot more songs that people were choosing for me. And then I got really into a lot of the artists at that point. And yes, I did end up, you know, being in the IBCs in 2006. It was pretty exciting at that point to go yeah. be able to go down there for sure and experience that representing Western New York. How cool is that? How cool is that? And we love Western New York.
dripping from your chalice Honey, sweet, but the bees will sting dealing with the last year and a half how are you dealing with the quarantine so far i mean and, and and for everybody that doesn't know patty is a nurse okay she's a she's not only a blues singer and an extraordinary artist doing her thing but she's also working on the fronts right there with in, in the hospitals uh as a nurse so patty tell everybody how the quarantine has affected you personally over the last 18 months well you know i think that it's it was a blur um you know when i go and i try to recall all that transpired because when you're in that mode it's you know there's so many balances that i had to deal with trying to balance my own home life keeping family safe along with keeping you know i take care of veterans keeping our veterans safe making sure that you know we we um you know can find them and contain the virus and you know preclude them from getting ill those were it was heart-wrenching and then just like you know, not just only myself, but others, we were so highly impacted by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it hit home in my, in my home, right in my home. And, uh, you know, I, I dealt with, um, you know, my spouse ended up in critical condition. You know, losing, yeah, yeah. Everything shutting down, kidneys shutting down, etc. Um, and on top of the pandemic and, you know, um, I also lost a child um, and it was wrenching in that same year. And that was secondary to, you know, isolation. And that's something else that I really want the public to think about when you ask me these questions, because we think of having COVID, mm -hmm. but we don't necessarily think about the isolation and for those that don't deal well with it. Don't worry about tomorrow Go to 
What do you feel is the best song you've ever released and why? Or do you? You know what? I think you're going to, I don't know if my audience would agree to this, but I'll tell you what I really, really love is when mm -hmm. I sang a duet with Kenny Neal. It's called Baby B. Because that B. was like, yeah, that was, uh, I didn't even know that that would be me. And when I listened to that recording and it just came out the way it did, mm -hmm. and that was one of the songs on the album that we did not discuss prior. So mm -hmm. I went down, if you can imagine, in a very different atmosphere. I hadn't mm -hmm. been to Baton Rouge in Kenny Neal's studio. Mm -hmm. And there's all this history and memorabilia. And I'm walking in and he said, well, how about this song? I didn't even know the lyric. Mm -hmm. But when I got almost like an actor, an actress getting into the music itself, and right. I, it was like yeah, something else happened. I transformed into something else. And when I listened back, I thought, wow, that's something I've never touched upon. So for me, because I don't generally do acoustic music, I thought, wow, there's another part of my spirit that I was unaware of. And it was captured. How cool is that? Yeah. It was cool for me. Baby B, please be good to me. Baby B. Me. 
out to do a show and i've heard several different artists give me different variations of this as an answer do you warm up your voice do you do anything like that or do you just go out i've had several just say you know what i just go out and hit it I just go out and do it and i'm like okay and some are like yeah they go out they go backstage they're going to a restroom or somewhere and or their hotel room or whatever do you do anything like that you know what i'll tell you i'm more aware of what i'm drinking that day and eating that day i know it's very important I'm actually on, on voice rest. You know, I, I do voice rest probably two or three days prior to mm-hmm. singing. Um, but that's not to say I don't exercise during the entire mm-hmm. week. You know, I do a lot of vocal exercises along with breathing exercises. And I think that's really, really important. But, you know, before the show to answer your questions, it's, it's yeah, I usually just am very careful about any acidic drinks and, you know, exactly where I am that way.
what life was like as a child or a teenager in the greater Buffalo, New York area when you grew up? Okay, well, you know what? I'll tell you, when I grew up, everything was playing outside, having fun, mm -hmm. really lightheartedness. There really wasn't much going on. Okay. Um, you know, I went to a public school, and, you know, there was a lot of music at school. There was a lot of yeah. you know, activities there. We had a lot of plays and, and a lot of music opportunities. Yeah. Um, and that being said, I also had an opportunity to, you know, learn an instrument. There was instruments available, and, you know, I, I studied the cello. And uh, for me, that was kind of the direction that I wanted to go. And I, I, I wanted to be in the, in the Philharmonic is what I really wanted to be. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. But then I discovered I had a voice, right? So, you know, I, I, it's I, kind of funny. I should put this in a song. I sold my cello for a microphone, but you know, <laughs> my, mother almost, my mother almost killed me. Um, but, you know, I realized as I got older, there's only one seat in the Philharmonic that I wanted. And, of course, you know, with that type of competition, you might as well forget it. But, you know, again, I used to sing for hours, lock myself in the bedroom and sing for hours, and I loved it. Okay. At that time, being young, you know, I didn't see myself on the stage. Sure, but, sure. I yes. think that sounds like a new song on the record, the next record. I sold my cello for a mic. Yeah, don't you think? <laughs> I know, exactly. My mother's uh, like, what are you doing? You I know? got the cello blues. That's oh, right. man. I ain't looking for a one-time girl. I need a little more to light up my world. I want a woman like you. 
question here. What do you think, or give me your thoughts on how you think we can continue uh, this legacy of the blues for future generations? Education, education, and also, you know, making sure that we continue with performances and use it every opportunity we have. Okay. You know, and I think that, you know, I got to tell you a funny story, and I'm so glad you asked this, because here's an example of, of why we need to move forward. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, there is, a, uh, I'm a founder of a project um, that uses blues music, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a board-certified music therapist that uses the blues genre as a means for getting into deep-rooted issues and things that may bother individuals. And mm-hmm. we really, our targeted group is those that suffer from chemical dependency. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the funny story, when I was trying to find a therapist to engage in this project, mm-hmm. the first therapist said to me, well, blues is very sad. I don't know how that's going to help at all. So right away I knew that I had to, first of all, find the right therapist, but I also realized that there's a lot of people out there, whether they're professionals or not, that have mm-hmm. not been exposed to this genre. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a, a, a beautiful way. It's, it's an example of Correct. having a good time, but it's also resilience and it's, right. you know, and survival. It's a great, great storytelling vehicle. It is. So that's an example. So I, what I'm saying to you is this. I think every opportunity that we have, we have to continue, especially with our younger generation, and the appreciation has to continue.
ask you this. Why the blues, Patty? Did it choose you? Or, you know, I know you said you started out earlier doing some other things and you kind of worked your way over. But why the blues? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. How, how much time do we have, Patty? How much time you need? <laughs> how much time you need? So listen, here's, here's my story. So besides, you know, getting into the classical component and then learning I could sing or feeling that I would be very comfortable on stage and just moving forward, um, I was in a band at 16. And um, so I didn't even go to my prom later on and I was in a trio. And then as time goes on, you know, and I started to get a little bit older, I took door number one and I wasn't supposed to. I was supposed to take door number two. I stopped, I stopped singing and I stopped performing music mm -hmm. for a period of my life. Okay. Um, and then what had happened was, lo and behold, probably about 16 years later, don't I meet again one of the gentlemen that was in my trio. Mm -hmm. And it was at a Harley convention. Why I was there, I have no clue. <laughs> I didn't ride Harley. I, was, I told you about it following the stars. I don't know. Something <laughs> said I got to go there. So I, I happened to see, you know, one of the trio and I put mm -hmm. my hand on his shoulder and I said, you know, hi, I, I, I'm Patty. Do you remember me? And he turned to me and he said, no, but that's okay. <laughs> but anyway, to make a long story short, he said to me, are you still singing? And I said, no, that's all done. It's gone. And he was the one who said, if I put a microphone in front of you, it'll be all over. And he was right. But he was the one that suggested the blues. Now, okay. why did it work? Well, a couple of things. My life experience taking the wrong door. Okay, mm -hmm. a lot of heartache, um, a lot of things trapped in in me. Right. Somebody trying to put a, a you know almost a, a I want to say um, almost a barrel over my light and okay. my personal light. Okay. And once that was lifted, I was able to connect everything that I was supposed to do. And blues was a perfect, perfect fit at that point in my life. That's awesome. Well, you say you want me, baby, and you try to buy my love. Well, I got news for you, honey. Your money ain't good enough. Yeah, I see the way you work it when you like to lie and cheat. And you tell me things that I want to hear, but that next lie you can't keep that don't appease me.
as you were a kid, did you have any aspirations? Of, or you said you did earlier that you always wanted to be a singer. Is, is that where you saw yourself or did you see yourself in some other role? Well, you know what? I, I, I think singing was the ultimate thing that I saw myself doing. But honestly, I think I'd love to direct a symphony. I mean, I'd like to conduct the symphony. Why not? You know, why not? If why I not? Blues, why can't I be a blues singing conductor? Why, why not? Let me tell you something. The reason why I have a hard time answering that question is because I believe that you continue to grow through your entire life. And you have to pay attention to your cues. And it just kind of blossoms. Why couldn't I be a blues singer that conducted a symphony orchestra and be a nurse at the same time? You could be anything you want. And I think that you should always have those dreams and follow them. That's what I think. She's coming for you. Hear the chains rattle. Turn you into a slave Another piece of chattel Across the seas Stormy waters Showed no mercy She was Satan's daughter Born to steal Bodies to sell She had her own Special place in hell
make a town Who rose from the ashes of a sad history To stand unchained, proud and free presence and showmanship do you pattern your style after anybody or is there any artists out there that you and i wouldn't say grew up liking or pattern yourself after but is there anybody out there that you'd like to say that really influenced you well you know what i think i'm a combination I have okay to, I, I, yeah and, and i think it started with when you know I, when i grew up i was always like the hand bone of the family okay so i was always involved you and me both yeah, listening to music and, and singing constantly, dancing and et cetera. But mm -hmm. I grew up, you know, my in a home where there was music all the time. My mother would sing to me. Mm -hmm. And of course, depending on the era which you grew up is kind of what was happening in your house, right? So Right, right. You know, I remember my mother loved Liza Minnelli. So I was a little girl. Okay. And my mother took me to see her, but I fell in love with her her stage presence I fell in love with her dropping to the floor and she was so engaged with her lyrics right right so I think part of who I am is about that experience it's really really using those lyrics and you know using cool. myself to kind of to get to that point where I'm really getting involved with the lyrics and delivering a good performance so I think that's it but as far as the blues world goes there are yeah. so many performers that I love male and female that I think that I've, you know, I, I, when I like something, I just keep on listening to it. And, I, and after a while, I think you do start to adapt, adapt some of that stuff. Enough to settle down 
never staying one city too long. Being apart, missing your touch, it's hard to keep a good thing strong. music and blues music as being interrelated or do you absolutely okay absolutely. um the soul that's present okay is is i mean it's just screaming at you through both genres when it's combined and it's like one of the things that i thought was part of who i am mm-hmm. is that soul that i have mm-hmm. that i've been told i have and you know, since the album had been released, I've been on, which, you know, I, again, this kind of reiterates my thoughts, was that it's been on the top soul blues charts since April. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think also, you know, those chordal changes and sometimes the pickup beat when we're trying to, to be released, if you will, is really, really important. And I do feel that connection. And, you know, one of the other things that um, I felt also and why I feel that music is, and especially blues, is connected with it. When I went mm-hmm. down to Baton Rouge and, and Kenny had a lot of musicians that lived in the community, not only the Neil family recorded, but those mm-hmm. uh, very talented musicians in the community. Right. And most of them were not only, you know, performers, but, you know, lived and breathed church through their music. Okay. And that was something I hadn't heard before. Um, and um, so, yeah, there's a there's a sharp connection with both, for sure. Cool. And, and you know, I just wanted to say something on, uh, about sure. something I had said before. Yeah, go ahead. What I'm, what I'm feeling right now, having this opportunity to be on this radio show mm-hmm. with you and to think that I'm part of what, you know, Bunny Guy's vision is to continue, mm-hmm. I am so humbled 
by you asking me to be part of this. I can't even tell you. And 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 the reason, honestly, and I know this sounds really funny, but I feel such a connection, and my soul is feeling so open uh, and happy. My spirit uh, is filled. If, if nothing ever happens again, let me say something. And I should be careful. I always say, if this one thing happened, then I can die because I'm so filled. I'm girl. I know what you mean by that. I got to be careful because today I don't need anything else. You see, I don't need anything else but what happened today. Forms you're on, how to how to find you, and, and all that kind of good stuff. Oh, sure. Well, first of all, my website is the Petty Parks Band, and of course, there's all types of opportunities for you know any individual to get music, but also to contact me. You know, I have a blog on there. I'd be more than willing to answer any questions. Okay. And, you know, I, I I like that actually. I really like connecting with individuals. Cool. And, 